what's up everybody and welcome back it is friday it has been it has been a week uh, i was down in orlando for much of the week left sunday got back early yesterday morning and i'll be honest i'm a little tired a little little groggy in the throat if you will but uh, the, there was a lot of news a lot of good action a very it pro uh, heavily focused content, but there was also a lot of news just kind of coming out in general um, last week. But we'll we'll dive into that. There's a bunch of questions at the end, which are always my favorite part. But let's just kick things off here with Ignite. Microsoft announced a ton of news, a ton of news. Um, everything from uh, coining hybrid computing 2.0. They have Microsoft 365 insider threats. Um, they have a new automate feature coming to Excel, which I'm actually pretty excited about this one. And so what this allows to do it's it's sort of like macros if you're familiar with those in excel but on steroids what it allows you to do is to record your on-screen actions and then play them back on a different spreadsheet so this will be super helpful if you are an accountant accountant or anybody who deals with like month end reporting or really uh, systematic reporting where you get a file and you have to transform it into a version that can then be you know turned into a report for management or whatever and it's always the same steps every single week month day or the year whatever you record it once you drop that file in, hit the play button, bada bing, bada boom. It's gonna, it's gonna help you out. It's part of the new power platform that Microsoft was pitching pretty heavily at Ignite, and just a ton of announcements. And if you missed any of them, you can check them out on Petri.com, including uh, Teams is now has private channels, which is a big deal. And Microsoft is just, they're all in on Teams. That, that is no surprise. The one surprise that was really odd that came out of Ignite is that Microsoft is reviving or, or saying, hey, it's not dead yet, uh, OneNote 2016. For many, many years, Microsoft has been saying the future of OneNote is the UWP application in the store, the, the store version of OneNote. And now all of a sudden they're saying, hey, the 2016 version, uh, we, we, I know we said that that was the past, but actually um, we're going to give it some life again and extend the serviceability of it. And it's really awkward from uh, many different reasons. One, Microsoft has not come out and said UWP isn't the future. Every time I say that UWP is not the future, people will come and say, it's still a viable platform. There's still apps being built for it. And that is all absolutely true. Microsoft is not going to go out and just like remove UWP functionality from Windows or the store. That is absolutely not happening. But is it their future that Microsoft is investing in? There's a lot of evidence to say that that is not the case. This is a perfect example. OneNote in the store was used for a long time as the premier version or the premier app in the UWP space saying this is what is possible. And now Microsoft is um, saying, okay, you know what, for those people who really like 2016, we'll, we'll keep supporting that and adding features to it. And so it's, it's just kind of awkward. Um, if I'm honest. And so a bunch of other stuff coming out of Ignite, like I said, but things that are not Ignite related, the Xbox Elite Wireless 2 controller is now available. I've been using mine for a while. I love it. it it's it's a good controller. You will like it. If you're willing to spend that 180 bucks, there's a review on the YouTube channel. You can go find out all the dirty details, but now you are able to walk into your favorite uh, retailer that carries it uh, and, and walk out the door if you're willing to give them your dollars. Um, also published this week, this guy, the Surface Pro X. I took this bad boy down to uh, Ignite night with me used it all the time but there's a new firmware update out that is supposed to improve battery life now i'm not saying it's not i i have it installed 
and I'm going to have to use it for a while. Battery life is one of those things that, okay, depending on what you're doing is going to impact battery life. So I need to try to use it in a consistent fashion as I was down at Ignite to see if battery life is improved. The fact that Microsoft is specifically calling out battery life makes me believe that there is going to be improvement, but I don't expect this to go from like, I'm getting about seven hours battery life. I don't expect this to now suddenly have 14 hours of battery life or anything like that. I bet we'd probably get like another 30 minutes or maybe at best an hour. We will see. We will see. But obviously, I'm expecting a lot of updates to be coming down the pipeline for the Surface Pro X. That is just the nature of the beast. It's new hardware, new chip. Um, not quite a new S, but definitely an updated version of an OS that had been available previously. And so all that. Uh, things that were also happening in the browser world. Edge, uh, Microsoft announced it's getting a new icon. Yay. But it's not getting a new name. I, I find this one a bit odd. So Microsoft is giving it. Okay. Take a jump into the time machine here. When Microsoft announced Edge, they made a big deal, a big deal that it needed to be a blue E because everyone knew that uh, Internet Explorer was you, you click that blue E and you can get right onto the Internet and, and surf the web. And so for Edge, they kept that blue E because they wanted that familiarity that people could click on the blue E and it's going to work. OK, I, bu I buy that argument. I buy that. But now that they're launching this new version of Edge um, that is coming January 15th or around January 15th, by the way, they're putting a new icon in there. Okay, great. We get a new icon. But that completely goes against what they had said with the Blue E Edge version, which raises the question of why don't they just rebrand this browser? I, I, I don't think there's any sort of long lasting love and legacy with Edge. I don't think people really know or care what it is candidly because we know the market share is so tiny that now would be the time to rebrand it. You've got a new icon. You've got effectively a new browser. Why don't you call it something new? Because the only thing that's sticking now is the name, but not the appearance or the icon. Um, and that blue E, it, it, it sort of looks like an E, but it's not blue really. It's blue greenish. Anyways, that is my little rant on that. HoloLens 2, you can go grab one of those. You could walk into the store now. I think you can walk into the store. You can at least order it online. You can maybe pick up your, your uh, Elite V2 and go grab your HoloLens and make it a really expensive day. But that is uh, that is now going on. Um, Bill Gates has also been doing some interview rounds, which a little bit interesting here is that he talks about Windows Mobile and how if it wasn't for the antitrust stuff that we would all be using Windows Mobile today instead of Android. I do think there is some some truth to that, but there's a that's a lot to unpack and that's a pretty bold statement. Reason being is he said that he was distracted with everything going on, that Windows Mobile didn't quite get what was uh, what was happening or they weren't just giving it the attention that it needs. He also pointed out that there was an Android device that launched that basically effectively kicked off the Android wave that could have been Windows Mobile, but they were late. And that is why we are now, well, Android rules the world. He's leaving out one little thing in my mind. He's leaving out one little thing in his statement is that there was a lot of resentment around that time around Microsoft in general. They weren't a cool kid. They were just as big chunkin enterprise and whenever they walked into a market they just owned it and then you had this android operating system which was different and people i think were looking for a change and at that time you got to remember too smartphones weren't like they are today they weren't they weren't everyone didn't have one it was a very small user group and they were power users and they were used to windows mobile and even at that time i will fully agree that windows mobile at that time was better than Android, but Android started to make it just not Microsoft. And I think people were kind of looking for a change to say, hey, what else besides a company named Microsoft? Yes, there was BlackBerry and all that, but um, I don't know. You know, the future 
is easy to talk about from a, as I say, the past is easy to talk about from a future perspective. Who knows what actually would have happened, but the deal is here. We all know where Microsoft is in the mobile world. Um, would the antitrust stuff have made a difference? It probably would. I mean, obviously it distracted them, but I think as a consumer, we are better off with Microsoft having to compete heavily rather than just owning the market. So there you go. Um, what else is going on? Oh, also in the mobile space, Apple is Apple's having a rough time with iOS 13. Uh, same with there's been a lot of weird bad updates, and so I, Apple claims that they're fixing this stuff. Uh, there was a background refresh bug that was causing some major issues, which they claimed is now fixed, and uh, we will keep an eye out for what is going on in Camp Apple. But they are not immune to shipping bad updates. Everybody does them. Everybody's had them. And one other thing to keep in mind for next week, uh, Xbox XO November event, which is happening, I believe, in London, is happening next week. And so we will be on the lookout for what is happening there. Uh, I'll be curious to see if Microsoft has any announcements. I suspect that they'll do some, like, xCloud stuff, open it up to more people, and um, we'll see what else they got up their sleeve. All right. Uh, on to the questions, always my favorite part of the week, because they keep me on my toes. Uh, Team56 says, I found out that Microsoft has been co compiling ARM64 versions of Edge Chromium for at least three months. That is correct. I think it's longer than that. Uh, I am using them on my Lenovo C60, C630 powered Snapdragon 850. It's fast. It works. So why isn't, or rather can't, Microsoft officially release this for Canary or Dev Channel? I don't know. Um, I've noticed some other people who have their hands on it as well, and they all claim that it seems to work. There must be some sort of underlying maybe security issue or something that is holding them back. I don't have a great answer, but there is an ARM64 version of Edge that will eventually arrive on this guy right here. I believe it was actually supposed to be available by now, but as we all know, that is not the case. The one thing that has me concerned, the one thing that has me concerned about this is that the emulation of Win32 apps on this device I personally think it's pretty good. It's not perfect, but I am using the Chrome. I'm using Chrome through emulation on here, and it works pretty well. And I really hope that they're not looking at at this and saying, you know what, our emulation's really, really good. Why should we just ship a native app anyways? That's a bad thought, but I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, w Baggerly says, was there any news or hearsay at Ignite about the timeline for the final release of Windows 10 19H2? Uh, thanks for your hard work. Appreciate it. Uh, I believe that 19H2 is going to ship in December because you got to remember they're now on the Azure release schedule, which is, I believe, a June and December uh, release cadence rather than like a spring. I know it's technically December's fall, um, but I believe it might be in December. So uh, BTR producer says, uh, with the recent OneNote news this week, should I be telling my staff to stick with the Windows 10 app or move back to the older desktop application? It took a lot of convincing to get my team to move to the modern app 18 months ago, so I'm worried the switch might be too much unless it has a long-term near future. Unfortunately, we don't know the full story here. Microsoft, as they are traditional, um, didn't give us all the details other than, hey, we're just extending the life cycle of it. But they didn't quite, they're not telling the whole story. And this is this is what's frustrating because this is an exact example. If you have staff using these apps, which one should you tell them to use? It's a great question. Personally, at this point, I'd tell them to keep using the UWP app. But it wouldn't suspect me if you're going to need to migrate here um, back to the classic one at some point in the future. Uh, Usman says, I went to the Microsoft store in London and tried the Pro X. It is very well built from my eyes, from my eyes and quite snappy and uh, with the built-in apps. I wish the design was on Intel devices. Well, you got to wait till next year, unfortunately. The questions I have are, how are the Chromium x86 browsers on the Surface Pro X? I used Chrome, literally Chrome, um, on this device since I've gotten it. Yes, I tried out Edge, but I know that the majority of people buying this are going to put uh, Google's browser on here. I used it. Not a big problem. It's really not. Is it perfect? No, but it's not. 
it, it's not bad. Like it is more than acceptable in my opinion. Uh, do you use Adobe Premiere or even lightweight Premiere Rush on this device? No, and I would not recommend it. It, it would it would struggle. Um, and I don't even know if Premiere Pro would run because that's isn't that a 64, an Intel 64-bit? Intel slash AMD 64-bit before people correct me. Um, an application, because if it is, I don't, it definitely will not work. Um, is this the Chromebook that Google couldn't build? I don't quite know if that's the case because Google does build Chromebooks that have like i7s in them. Um, this is just sort of a different take. It's a different take from Microsoft and personally, I like it. Uh, considering this Black Friday sale, a Surface Pro 7, 799 is 799 i5, uh, eight gigs with a type cover. Is it a difficult recommendation to make? No, I think that's a pretty fair price. 800 bucks um, for a mid-range Surface Pro 7 with a type cover is not a bad deal. I, I think that is a good, I think that's a good price. Now, once you get over a thousand bucks with the type cover not included, not so good of a deal, but 800 bucks all in, that's a, that's a reasonable price in my opinion. Uh, Brad, do you think the movie and TV's apps will finally come to Android in support of Duo? Uh, no. Um, we are so far away from Duo, um, at least about a year, that it's really, really hard to speculate at this point. Uh, Zim says, what are your opinions with the Pro X with an upgrade from a Pro 4 with a cracked screen? By the way, no meetup in Orlando this year, so sad. Okay, so a couple things here. Um, if you're going, for, if you are okay with the performance of the Pro 4, the Pro X is, I, I believe, actually better in performance. Um, so keep that in mind, unless, I'd have to double check that, but I think you would be okay. If you've been using a Pro 4 for that long and you're not running any heavy 64-bit apps, uh, I think you'll be okay with the Pro X personally. And there was sort of a meetup. We did it Tuesday night at the De Developer Advocate thing. Um, the, the, the challenge with Ignite is that we are, I, I don't think I s stopped moving uh, the whole, since I got there. It was, it was just a really, really busy event. Um, An old Mega user says, from a performance perspective, how would you rate the following? Surface Go with 8 gigs of RAM, Surface Pro 7 with an i3, um, and the Surface Pro X. So here's how I'd rate that. Surface Go is at, at the bottom. Um, Surface, I don't know the, the Geekbench score of the Surface Pro 7 with an i3, but I would think that it's going to be just a little bit better than the Pro X. Of those three devices, which one would I personally buy? Probably the Pro X, if I'm honest. Um, again, because it fits my needs. You got it. You're going to, before you go buy the Pro X, you have to do your research to find out what your applications are that you must have. Because while all 32 bit apps work, that's great. There, you might, if you run into that 64 bit app that you're going to need and it doesn't work, then you're out of luck. So again, do your research. But if you can use the Surface Go, the Pro X can certainly meet your needs. I, that is absolutely true. As a follow-up, which would you choose price being no object if you wanted to travel light but maintain a reasonable ability to get something done not video editing? Pro X. Um, Pro X is a great mobile device because it has LTE already. So you can put a SIM in there from your, your vendor. Uh, it's it's if, you put a, if you put a Pro X next to a Pro 7, the Pro 7 looks outdated already. I... Let me, I typed 13 posts, 60,000 plus words. I answered email. I did everything I needed on the Pro X from the show floor because it's highly mobile and it had good enough battery life. Not to mention it charges really quick. I, I will say this again. I like this device. It is not perfect, but I, I quite like it. So, uh, 
Jim's Champlin says, how do you think the WinUI will affect the development of Windows itself? Is there any chance that it can help lead to more consistency within the US? I hope it leads to more consistency. Everything is kind of like splotched together in the UI. Some, some places have fluent design. Some places have really good dark mode. Other places have dark mode, but not fluent. And other places just don't have anything. Um, I don't know. I, I hope that it leads to more consistency across the UI. The problem is, is that there's so many teams involved in getting them all aligned. The other thing that came out of Ignite, which I found a little bit fascinating, is that Yammer uh, in the Microsoft or Office 365 uh, family of devices was built, rebuilt from the ground up and is the first app built Fluent first. Like other apps have just been kind of reconfigured to work with Fluent. This was the first one built from the ground up. So there you go. NGC224 says, will Microsoft have any announcements for the rest of this year or all Microsoft is going on vacation within the next two months? Well, quite a few people will go on next, next uh, vacation over the next two months. A lot has come out, right? We've got new Surface hardware. We had Ignite. Um, we got HoloLens. We've got Elite V2. It has, there's been a lot. Now, uh, we're going to see a lot of sales and deals and offers. I don't think it's going to go completely void and absolutely nothing announced between now and the end of the year. But October and the first week of November are clearly like really high points with a ton of announcements. So I wouldn't expect them um, to go crazy here in the next couple weeks as we wind up the, the latter half of the quarter. Uh, Mr. PKI says, what was the absolute best session from Microsoft Ignite that make you want to stand up and cheer? Or what was the worst session that you attended that you wanted to walk out? So here's a fun fact. I, don't, I didn't attend any sessions at Ignite. I had too many meetings. Um, there were some that I wanted to attend. And actually, you can go watch all of them online. So unfortunately, Mr. PKI got me stumped here because I was doing interviews and meeting with people and talking with executives, trying to understand uh, a lot about this new hybrid 2.0 strategy that Microsoft is, is claiming with Azure Arc and a lot of other things going on. And also some future stuff about Teams as well. So Matt Thinus, any signs of vitality for Windows at Ignite? Or is this more of the same person, non grata? And there was not a lot of talk about Windows at Ignite. And it still hurts me because they're going to pass... Um, they might hit a billion users by the end of the year. It's it's getting close. It's getting close to having a billion active users of Windows 10. I don't quite know when, and I don't have the magic eight ball that is going to tell me when that occurs, but I can tell you that it's getting close. It is getting close. And I, I, I will tell you, there, there's, there's one little anecdote uh, about Cortana. I don't think Cortana is going to be around too much longer. And I don't mean like dead, like it's completely gone and irrelevant from Microsoft's world. I, I've heard a lot of messaging that, they are now referring to Cortana as the Microsoft Assistant rather than Cortana. Um, I've also seen some evidence that suggests that, hey, Microsoft is, um, they're, they're kind of, rather than it just being a standalone feature, it's just going to be integrated into apps. You're going to have the access to the Microsoft Assistant inside of all your favorite apps rather than Cortana. So I don't think the future of Cortana is super bright, um, candidly at this time. That's a little bit off track, but there you go. And then S3V8 says, do you think... Uh, no, if we will see some new games or new studio acquisitions at XO19. Actually, I, my head has been so focused at what Microsoft has been announcing at Ignite. I haven't even looked, tried to dig around for XO19. Uh, maybe I'll see if I can do something before we, the event is this week. But they've certainly got something up their sleeve. They wouldn't be having this, this event in London if they didn't have something to talk about. So there you go, guys. Been another wonderful, busy week. I hope you had a good Ignite if you went and you got home safely. To everybody else, I hope you had a good gaming sessions. You got your new Elite controllers or whatever else it is you're doing uh, as we head towards the holiday shopping season. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch all of you right back here next time.